Hello, I'm Giselle Gamby, host of the Intuitive Pool podcast and business and life coach. My coaching business has consistently brought in half a million in revenue for the past 10 years, not from any external strategy, but from being the intuitive entrepreneur. Having worked strategy first, as most people do with little results, I know that authenticity is profitable and the deeper you go, the greater your wealth always. And so this podcast is here for you if you desire more, deserve more, and are called into more in relation to your wellness and purpose, business and career, finances, relationships, and health. If you're stuck, feel like you've lost your mojo, and equally, if you're doing really well, but you know that you and your life could be so much bigger, so much more purposeful, and so much more impactful. Join myself and my guests as we explore 2024's theme, untapped abundance. I love creating ripples and so here's to creating even more ripples this year for this wonderful Intuitive Pool community. Hello, hello Intuitive Pool community. Great to be with you again. Hey, thanks for the feedback that I received from last week's podcast episode. I had quite a bit of feedback and um, yeah, I really appreciate hearing that. It was really valuable to you and also for your feedback around the decision to finally, finally turn this podcast into video form. Uh, Still not ready yet. I have had a, you know, a wonderfully good week this week. Uh, I ran a two-day event called Sacred Business at the Q Station in Manly on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I will speak to that in a little while. All to say, to the point of this being on video, I still need to learn the new program that will allow me to turn this into video. So just bear with me, you know, it will it will be happening. My intention is that we will be on video within a month. So yeah, thanks so much for the feedback. I went for a walk this morning and I received today's theme, which actually is a it's actually an overflowing piece from the sacred business event. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, there were 11 of us that came together and I co-facilitated with Troy and Beck Methos, who are the, the most incredible breathwork facilitators. In fact, people who came to sacred business, some of them had done breathwork. And after they experience Troy and Beck's breathwork, they said, oh my God, what we did was just, we just breathed. (laughs) There was no real meaning to the experience. And I want to tell you that the intention for those two days was that people would connect with the sacred business they had to do with themselves, like they had to do this. And so it was extraordinarily meaningful and if I was to give the biggest takeout of those two days it would be this it would be that the people there realized that should they not put themselves in the equation should they not put themselves in the equation then what results is that they live from their smaller self they live from their identity They live from the expectations of their smaller self and from their identity. And they live also from the burden and kind of hairy responsibility that 
they've placed on themselves that their identity or their ego believes is the way that they need to go. So what occurred as a result of that was that they put themselves first and they received they received uh, vision, direction, um, energy, uh, vibrational resonance within their beingness such that, yeah, some pretty outstanding things occurred for them. And, you know, I guess I've never really used this word before. It's not a word that I use. It's But on this occasion, I feel like their legacy for the year was framed over these two days. When we were doing breath work, I actually participate in the breath work when Troy and Beck are delivering that session. And in one of the breathwork sessions, I had, it was very visual for me. And what I saw was all these sacred geometry symbols, like layer upon layer upon layer, you know, symbol after symbol after symbol, color after color after color, um, spectacular vision. And my interpretation of why I received that was to show me or remind me because it's something that I absolutely believe in and have believed in for the past 21 years that even though it might not necessarily feel like it at times especially when the grit is happening that everything is in perfect order you look at geometry it is in perfect order. And I had symbol after symbol after symbol after symbol in my face giving me this message that, as I said, I already believe in, but I feel like I need to be more vocal about it, that everything is in perfect order. And when you think about sacred geometry symbols, one of the things that I love about it is that, you know, this circle over here on the left that seemingly doesn't look like it's connect connected to the circle here over on the right is connected by the circles in between and therefore suggesting that not only is everything in perfect order, but everything is ultimately connected. And we will never see the perfect order of the grit we will never see the perfect order of the painful side of our humanity. We'll never see the connectivity of the side of humanity that is uncomfortable and uncertain and, and, and fearful unless, unless we look through our circumstances through the invisible eyes of our soul. Unless we look through our circumstances, through the invisible eyes of our soul. And when we can see the bigger picture, when we can see the purpose and the meaning of those circumstances, then we're free. And not only are we free, but we are able to move. We're able to move from this place of seeing, from this place of alignment, 
And the grit is necessary. The thing is, because we live in a world of contrast, we don't know black unless we know white. We don't know big unless we know small. We don't know ease without suffering. We don't know grace without efforting. Because we live in a world of duality and contrast, in order for us to experience who we really are, there is a necessity for grit at times until there no longer is. So I finished Sacred Business on Wednesday night, had a beautiful dinner with most of the people. It was awesome at the Skiff Club in Manly. And then yesterday I had some sessions with the sacred leaders. So these are the people that you would have heard me talk about before on the podcast, people who I've coached for many years and who I was called to bring together in June last year for a year. And, yeah, there was grit. There was grit in themselves. There was grit in myself. We did the work. We saw the perfect order of the grit, the the the, the purpose and the meaning of the grit. Freedom has is now here. And in one conversation I had with somebody yesterday from the Sacred Leaders Program, her human vehicle is so clear, and I spoke about this on last week's podcast in terms of my human vehicle and the spaciousness that exists within myself because of the freedom that I gave myself by accepting that there is perfect order in things and doing the work to see that, that this woman has had a an incredibly lucrative financial year already. <laughs> and yesterday when I spoke to her, it was the 8th of February, and I said to her, you know, she's well on the way to a million dollars in revenue, well on the way. And I suggested to her, I said, how does it feel if I invite you to intend for a million or more in revenue this year? For this reason, I said, for this reason, to have the experience of who you become in the process of that to have the experience of who you become in the process of that. That's why. And she was like, yeah, I'm up for it. I mean, she's on the trajectory already, well and truly. And uh, that would not have been the case. You know, there was resistance in her. I've known her for, for a few years now, actually, for quite a few years. And I remember that she had a story, and the story was, when I make money easily, I feel guilty. And so don't I need to be working hard for that? And so that belief would then interrupt the financial flow. And I said to her yesterday, where does that sit? She goes, oh, that's gone. I'm done with that. Like, <laughs> And it was so cool because that was really a big part of her identity for quite a few years. We worked on this for quite a few years. And it was just glorious to see that it just no longer exists, not even in 1% of her thought process. So there is a necessity for grit until there no longer is. 
I had another conversation with somebody, a friend of mine yesterday, and if he listens, he's going to laugh. And he was talking about, look, you know, end of last year, there was a lot of anxiety that was running through him. And beginning of this year, a lot of anxiety, like almost paranoia type of anxiety, the stories he was making up that was totally gripping him uh, in anxiety. It was, it was, it was irrational and unlike him. And so what was suggested to him was, well, maybe he needs to know this and he needs to know the way through this because the people that he is to be in service to, he's a coach, mentor and consultant in the States, they are experiencing this themselves. And so you've had to have the experience first up so that you can accept it within yourself and you can know the way to th- the way through to freedom. And so yesterday when we were speaking, of course, of course, that's exactly what has happened. You know, he said, I think he said this, he's had 12 conversations of people gripped by anxiety and fear at the moment. And, um, and then one of his clients who is bringing, I think, 120 senior managers together on a conference, one of his clients said, could you actually speak to your story, like the irrational stories that you were experiencing can you speak to that like can we give you a 15 minute slot at the beginning of this conference and you speak to the 120 people and when he told me this I said I has I actually could hear his voice and I said I said this I said I can imagine you standing on stage and saying well well have I got a story for you and this story is about anxiety and the idea that everything is in perfect order and I suggested to him that how awesome that would be because most people would relate anxiety as not being anything to do with it being in perfect order. In fact, they would define it as being a disorder. And so what an awesome premise to suggest that even the experience of anxiety and fear that there is even perfect order to that. And I could only imagine, like when I was visioning him on stage, I could only imagine people all of a sudden sitting in that audience, going to a place of acceptance and even perhaps seeing what the perfect order of that is about for that, is about for them. Maybe there's even freedom being created in those chairs as he's speaking this out. Or maybe it's a stone that's being cast, you know, into the into the pond and they will receive it later on. That was, yeah, that was really, really cool. And then a third story that I want to share around everything being perfect order. So somebody who, again, who I've coached over the years, messaged me, I think it was October, November last year, after reading uh, one of my Substack articles, and reached out and said it was time for him to coach again. And he shared what his experience was last year. And in the middle of the year, he was gripped by depression. And he was no longer eating a lot and lost a whole lot of weight. He said he was just so tired. It was hard to get out of bed and he didn't know what was wrong with him. And so we began coaching and it only took a month It only took a month. In fact, it only took the first session, to be honest with you. (laughs) 
where we saw the perfect order of that and, and that was to show him that there was a deep unworthiness within him of being happy. As I said that out loud, I had massive energy in my chest, in my heart. So I feel like some of the listeners here, that's going to be a catalyst for you around the truth, well, not really the truth because it's not the truth. It's an illusion. It's a lie. It's a belief, conscious or unconscious, that, you know, some of us have of a deep unworthiness of being happy. And it was one session. We had one session where we saw that, that breakthrough shift in perception. And the idea of then being about, well, what kind of man in his own authenticity is he choosing to be? You know, outside of his father's example, outside of other people's example, what kind of husband, father, friend, son, human, what kind of man does he desire to make, to be? And what has happened as a result is such a rising of power, such a inquiry around the family that he wants to nurture in in the way that he wants to nurture the way he wants to lead his family and you know his business which he has with his wife has been impacted by this and he's made decisions no longer taking the back seat but really being in the driver's seat and making decisions from a place of calling and a place of desire and so their business has already been impacted and when he he came to sacred business last week and um and i said to his wife that one of the pieces that i could feel intuitively that would occur for him by coming to sacred business last week was i felt like there was a new distributor that was going to show up for their business and on the wednesday <laughs> the second day of sacred business he says <laughs> I've just had a message from my wife and we have a new distributor in Malaysia. <laughs> uh, this is what uh, my friend Gavin Howard calls vibrational marketing, right? When we come into alignment with ourselves, it has an impact on our physical reality and often there's nothing that we necessarily need to actually do in order for our physical reality to uh, be impacted. It, I've got so many stories like this <laughs> where we've been in a program or we've been in a conversation and the next minute, you know, the phone call that they've been waiting to have that hadn't happened, that they had anxiety about happening, then happens. Uh, story after story after story. So the point is, again, that everything is in perfect order. And, you know, I will speak to the pieces that I encourage you to, to be and do in a moment to support you in the idea that everything is in perfect order. But first of all, I actually want to speak to what people do when they don't believe that it's in perfect order because it's important to hear this because you might recognize yourself and say, oh, my God, that's what I do. Well, that's what I've done. So the first thing that people do when they don't believe things are in perfect order is that they turn up in a trauma response. 
So they then tell themselves, what is wrong with me? What have I done wrong? Why do other people get it? Why can't I get it? Why am I not good enough? Why does this thing keep on happening to me? In short, what is wrong with me? And then they go and do the work to find out what is wrong with me. And that can be a a never-ending rabbit hole. And I don't come from that place that there is something wrong with you. I come from the place that you are perfect, whole, complete, lovable and valuable. And even if you can't believe that, I, I believe it. I know it to be true. And so I will hold you there until you can see it for yourself. So that's the first thing that people do. They go and respond from a place of trauma. What is wrong with me? And let me find out what that is. And let me try and fix myself. And I can just tell you that that goes on for, that that can go on forever and ever and ever. And I will also say to you right now that I've had people say to me, not just once, but many times, I achieved more in one session with you than I did in years of therapy. And I'm really, really proud of that. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. The second response that people can do, and I've seen this again so many times, again, I I spoke about this in sacred business as well, is that when things don't look like as if they're in perfect order and and, and there's mess, right, and it's scratchy and it's it's gritty and it's uncomfortable and it's, you know, it can be anxiety-ridden, it can be rage-ridden, it can be, it can feel depressed as well, is that people then go into a false sense of detachment. And the reason why I'm saying it's a false sense of detachment is because of this. They are afraid of going and facing into their humanity. They are are afraid of going in and feeling all the feels that are meant to be felt. They're afraid of it. They're afraid of losing themselves in it and they're afraid of losing their identity that they wish to uphold so that others can't see what they would perceive as themselves falling apart. So they actually have an attachment to upholding their identity and so in the holding of their identity they decide consciously or unconsciously, that they will not go and face the humanity. They will not go and feel the rage. They will not go and feel the depression. They will not go and feel the sadness. They will not go and feel the anger. They will not go and feel the anxiety. They will not go and feel the fear. And whilst they're not feeling any any of, of that, which is only wanting to be felt and transformed through, things continue to stay in disarray. There is no freedom there. There is no ability to see the perfect order of that circumstance. So there are two ways that we respond when we do not 
accept or surrender to the idea that everything is in perfect order. So let's talk about now how we can accept and surrender that there is perfect order in everything, even if we can't see it up front. I brought this premise to the Sacred Business program this week. Well, first of all, the idea that we have sacred business to do with ourselves at times. We do. We have sacred business to do with ourselves at times. And sometimes it's catalyzed by grit and sometimes it's catalyzed by calling. doesn't always need to have pain and suffering involved or attached to it. But in this instance, when, we, when things feel like they are in disorder, yeah, there is pain and suffering attached to it. So let's let's go there. So the premise is this, that's, that our sacred business that we have to do with ourselves, it's found through the portal of our humanity and by giving it a meaning that is breathtaking. Sacred business, our sacred business that we have to do with ourselves is found through the portal of our humanity and by giving it a meaning that is breathtaking. How do we access the portal of our humanity? By feeling the feelings. By not agreeing with what the feelings want to tell us because the feelings will come attached with a story of I'm not enough, I can't trust, I can't trust myself, I can't trust others, I can't trust the world, I'm powerless. Our feelings are going to want to tell us those stories. But if we can feel the feelings fully and we can hold those feelings in the context that they are a vehicle to us seeing the perfect order of our circumstances and experiences, then we will receive a meaning that is breathtaking. One of the meanings that is breathtaking that I'm seeing really highlighted in my field at the moment, and I spoke about this last week, is that there are a lot of people who have been doing the work for a lot of years, doing the inner work for a lot of years, who have accumulated so much experience, so much depth, and so much wisdom that the container through which they have expressed their experience, depth, and wisdom, which was aligned and fitting, is now too small. It's now too small. And so the perfect order of that, the meaning that is breathtaking, is that there is new vision that is worthy of your experience, your depth and your wisdom. There's new vision to be seen. There's new expression to be seen. There's new leadership to be seen. There are new structures and business models to be seen. There's much greater alignment <laughs> to be seen. And that's the meaning that is breathtaking. And the reason why I know this to be true 
And the reason why I'm even using the word breathtaking, because again, it's like the word legacy has never been something that I've used and I've never really used the word breathtaking before, was because when I was walking on my holidays in uh, Queensland every morning for one or two hours, I saw that not only in my own experience, but through the experience of other people that I was witnessing and having conversations with. And when I saw a business model that I had never perceived before for myself, I literally I literally had a moment where my breath was taken away. Literally had a moment where my breath was taken away. I was like, wow, that was breathtaking. <laughs> so it's really important for me to have said that there are many, many meanings that are breathtaking, yes, but I feel very, very much pulled to talk to that meaning in particular on this podcast. So when you're in the grit, number one, accept that you're in the grit. Surrender to the idea that there is perfect order to the grit. Get real and honest with yourself. Have the courage to face into those feelings. Do not practice that false sense of detachment. Be careful if you're wishing to uphold an identity that others have known you to be. Be careful if you wish to uphold an identity that everything is okay when it's not. Have the bravery, really, have the bravery to say, it does not feel good right now. I don't know the way through. I don't know what's happening. But I know that there's perfect order here and I just have to see it. And you will see it by feeling the feelings. It's the only way, the only way. And if you can't do that by yourself, get help. Gosh, I'm the first to get help when I can't see it for myself when there's grit. I'm the first to get help. And I'm also the first to get help when there isn't any grit, but there's a calling. Now, if that's you, I would like to invite you to be bold. If you're afraid of getting help, be bold. If you have resistance around getting help, be bold. Inquire what is that resistance? Is it coming from unworthiness? Is it coming from not enough resources? Where is it coming from? If you have a pull, whether it's me, whether it's other people, to get help, be bold. Follow that pull. Make life easier for yourself. We're not meant to do this on our own. We're not. We're meant to be in relationship with other people, right? Our soul tribe. We're meant to be in relationship with our soul tribe. Whoever that is, be bold. Surrender. Have humility. Be courageous. Move through the resistance. See the perfect order of your circumstances of your internal state and be free and go and have the most remarkable year that you ever have experienced to date. That's my decision this year. 
I'm going for it. No resistance in me. And when it comes, I'll do the work. I hope this episode was everything that your human needed to hear. I hope this episode was one where it has had you go to the edge and now jump. And I want to finish this episode by saying that life can be so much fun, can be so joyous, can feel so open and available, but only after we've surrendered. Sending you lots and lots of love. Ciao, ciao. Hey guys, if you love this podcast, I have two requests. Number one, sign up to the newsletter, which you can find in the show notes. Sharing is one of my superpowers and there is only so much that I can share through the medium of podcasting. And I have very big plans this year to be radically generous to you. So sign up to that newsletter where you'll be able to receive a whole lot more that I trust will be super valuable to you. And number two, I'm a massive referrer of the people I love to the people I love. Please share this episode or podcast with the people you love and let's create some more breathtaking ripples of impact.